we are a community. Mm-hmm. We are stronger in the collective. We are stronger because of you, and you are stronger because of us. Yeah. If that's not what you want, then that's okay, but then it may not be the right place. I need you to bring your full self to class. I need you to be a good neighbor to me in the residence hall. I need you to help me when I fall, right? And that's, that's the gift of this place. Are, are we good with the fact that, you know, ninth graders only sit in a certain area? Are we good with the fact that, you know, certain people occupy certain spaces? Yeah. Or not. And if we're not, you know, like, <laughs> change it. Change it. And I think we can do that. That great study uh, that was just you know, released about happiness, it's about connection to other human beings. Yeah. And yes, there are people who connect through the phone. I would really, or through a, a social media application, but I, I would really ask, how meaningful is that connection? We're, you know, we're chasing the shining object instead of, <laughs> yeah. um, instead of just being present and where we are and saying, look at this community I'm surrounded by. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Zhao. And today, today is massive, massive honor for me because I have the fortune to invite our head of school, Mr. Hargrove, here with me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Thank you so much for coming once again. And uh, do you want to jump straight into it? Sure. Let's go. So the first question for you is, what is your why? What gives you purpose? And why did you choose to become a head of school? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love this question. Um, it's one, actually, I asked all our employees to think about this fall. Really? Mm. It's, um, you know, I'm, I have been, really for most of my career, pretty intentional. And found that I was, found most of my, my joy and satisfaction in, in areas where I really felt connected to the mission. Mm. And the head, heart, and hand. The head, heart, and hand, right, yep. um, of, of NMH and is, is important. But that, that's a little bit of why NMH. I mean, my, my why is bigger than even that, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know, so my, what my, is your why? So I, I believe education is the difference maker. Education is mm-hmm. um, something that, can never be taken from someone once you have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things can happen in your life. Family circumstances can change. Financial circumstances uh, circumstances can change. But once you have your education, you have it. Mm-hmm. And while there are many factors, of course, that that can drive a society <laughs> and drive a world, you know, education is one of those things that is massively liberating. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so... I believe education is the way we make a difference in the world. I totally and agree. so mm-hmm. I've committed my career uh, principally to serving in education. And this is what I've been doing since my early 20s. And uh, I'm now 53. So it's been <laughs> So speaking of education, what is your ideal of a good set of education system? Well, um, you know, I mean, in fairness, I really only know the U.S. system well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm familiar with other systems, mm-hmm. but I haven't I haven't experienced them directly. Mm-hmm. I'm a, a product of both public and private schools. I grew up mm-hmm. in Dallas. I went to public school through eighth grade. Mm-hmm. My mother 
was for most of her career a public school teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we found ourselves as a family looking at private school because I was no longer really able to, um, how do I want to say this? I, I, w- I was struggling in public school. I don't think it was, I was, I was no longer being served in the way that I, I, I needed at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, it was about not necessarily having the, the right kind of, I guess it was really about kind of finding, like, I feel like I was being almost kind of lost and kind of just consumed by a bigger system, mm, right? And so I, rather I, than than being met really where I was. And my parents fortunately recognized that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate that it, they had the resources to to examine other possibilities. It was a hard decision because I was the youngest of four. Everybody had gone to public school. Again, my mother was a public school teacher. Mm-hmm. But so sending me to private school, even contemplating that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Went to school. Um, I'm from Dallas. So I shifted to a day school for ninth grade. It was incredibly mm-hmm. hard. I wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it changed the course of my life mm-hmm. um, over, those, over those four years um, where... I was able to engage intellectually in new ways, to be sure, but I was also able to contribute to the community in full ways as mm-hmm. a, as a, as hopefully a good community member, as a student athlete, as a student mm-hmm. leader and volunteer. Mm-hmm. It, it was really a full experience. And then mm-hmm. by the time I decided to go to college, a lot of circumstances had changed. There was um, a lot to my college choice. Mm-hmm. I ended up going to a liberal arts college where I felt like I could really lean fully into a lot of those strengths that I discovered in high school. And Mm. so it was, you know, my whole life journey has been informed by that, that experience. Mm. But your question is, Mm -hmm. you know, what system? And I I believe Mm -hmm. profoundly in the power of a robust, well-funded public education system. Mm. And, Many times when, as you think about the United States as a country and you think about some of our successes as a country, many of them would fall to our educational system. Mm. And the the development, principally during the 20th century, of the public school system and how it was it was well-resourced and funded mm-hmm. um, it, with, with many systemic challenges, I might add. But, mm-hmm. but, but it certainly served a part of our population well. Mm-hmm. And I think when we fail, it's where we're often failing in our public school system you mm-hmm. know, as, a, as a country. Private schools have, have, have been a part of this history, our history. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, our own school since 1879, right? Mm-hmm. That's when most, there were, were not really public schools largely in the United yeah. States. And we've, public sc- private schools have found this, this important uh, group to serve. Um, mm-hmm. What I love about NMH is you know, from our founding, we have been a school that has been about opportunity and access. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about kind of our why as a school, you know, our, our why is giving more people the opportunity to have access to put their hands on the lever that yeah. is education. So that's kind of getting getting from how, how does one go from commitment to private school and private education to Northfield Mount Hermon. I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, so my question is for you is as a head of school, how do you really um, push through this idea of personalized education and through what you do in, in your work? Well, I mean, one of the things that's really outstanding about our school at Northfield Mount Hermon is 
we give a really wonderful canvas for kids to paint. Mm -hmm. You think about all the things our kids can draw upon to kind of discover their passions. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty cool thing. And that's a special thing. Mm-hmm. And being able to recognize the differences and mm-hmm. the different kids need different things at different times, mm-hmm. right? How do you meet kids where they are? It's something we kind of talk about as educators. And that, that's something that Northfield Mount Hermon we're very committed to. Mm-hmm. There, there are limitations, right? We can't be all things to all people. Yeah. We can't, we can't have every program. We don't offer every sport. We don't have every yeah. extracurricular. We have 200 courses, but we don't have 400 courses, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there are limits to what, and I think that's important too, kind of knowing your limits. Yeah. But I definitely. think if, if you think about that canvas again, and that wide, big open canvas that, that our students get to paint here, it's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. And it's mm-hmm. amazing the tools that it can draw on. It's amazing mm-hmm. the teachers that are here to help guide that journey. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's, I, I mean, I, and I love that. And I think, but that is, that is privileged. Mm-hmm. That is, and that, that, you know, that comes back to, you know, the 14 year old Brian, mm-hmm. I was privileged that I had the resources. My family had the resources to say, let's go find you a different kind of canvas. Let's go find you different kinds of tools. And I think I, I'm, it's humbling to me that we have our students and their families on that journey and saying, this is where we want to paint. <laughs> this is where we want to do that work. And uh, that's a great responsibility that we have as adults to help support folks in that journey. Mm -hmm. So what is your specific job as a head of school? What do you do on a daily basis? Well, I mean, it's about the students, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, my work is making sure that I'm, I am providing the, the community. And ultimately it's kind of the backstop for the community, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. what are, what are we doing to hold our students? Mm-hmm. What are we? How how am I engaging with and getting to know the students in different ways? And I take a lot of pride in my you know, commitment to engage with students in all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. And that means you know, often as a cheerleader, uh, sometimes yeah. as a coach, uh, sometimes mm-hmm. as a direct teacher, sometimes as an advisor, sometimes as someone with a you know a a, a nudge and a hey, we can do better. Let's think about how we do that. Mm-hmm. And and so. It, 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 that's part about being that, that backstop. You've got to play those roles. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you think about a, the role of a, of a CEO, right? mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, a, our, our budget is more than $50 million. Yeah. We have more than 300 employees. Yeah. And roughly 650 students. I mean, this is a big enterprise. Right? Yeah. So my job is to make sure we're taking care of that enterprise. Right. Yeah. And, and I, and I, you know, I start with students because it does start with students, but you know, I also mentioned we have 300 employees and their families and making sure that we're taking care of the families. I can't be responsible day to day for what every employee, um, you know, is, are they, are they, uh, are they happy in their work? Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, you know, to, to be like, give a concrete example, but I can make sure that with the team that I have, and I have an amazing leadership team mm-hmm. is that we are creating an environment which allows people to do their best work. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That allows them to do, do so in a sustainable way mm-hmm. for themselves and their families. Mm-hmm. Right? And that creates conditions that allow them to be happy in their work. Yeah. Right. And that doesn't fall on me I, uh, solely. I want to be clear, right? I have a great team and we're all thinking about that. And that gets to 
what are we doing to make sure we are advancing the mission to empower young people to act with humanity and purpose, right? And so my, my job um, is as the CEO to make sure that we're doing that and to make sure that we have the resources in place, people mm-hmm. and financial and facilities to deliver that mission. Definitely. Um, that's very well put. Thank you for that. Um, and I really want to come back to one of the points you you said earlier about being a cheerleader. And I think that's one thing that well, that's very special about you um, is that in, in many events, for example, um, school dance last time I saw you there. And for example, in basketball game, you were there. For example, in Hogger Club, you were there. You're you're like a very Oh, social head of school head and you 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 really you know pull yourself amongst um um students and uh why did you sort of pick this approach is is that what you always sort of see is that some an approach that you've always sort of taken in your 30 um odd years of working um to help the education system is that, is that something or that is that something that came along to you recently no i mean i th- i like to it's a good question I, I mean i like to i like to get in it <laughs> you know this is yeah. why <laughs> i love this work you know and it, i'm and ultimately i'm here for the students mm-hmm. and you know engaging them and knowing them loving them caring for them that's what i get, i get to do that it's an mm-hmm. awesome thing right and mm-hmm. think about that i mean yeah i, I mean there are days, I mean, the days where the work is hard and that's part of it, but you know, it's also part of it to be able to go to a concert yeah, and uh, to run down from that concert, to go to a, a game, you yeah. know, and then to finish the night with a, a, a dance, you know, or to yeah. go to a class or yeah. to be in a podcast, whatever those things mm-hmm. are, that's, that's, that's the life of the school. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That you, you really want to be part of it and understand it so you can really do the best your ability to help make it a better place in in your own your own ways right well it's real i mean that's yeah. like it, it you know right it is it is not it's not abstract yeah. theory right it it is real right mm-hmm. and so i know um again i'm not relying on my own sensibility i have a team of people who help me in this yeah, regard, definitely. right but you know i i i i i do work hard to have a feel for How's, how does the campus feel today? How are students doing today? Mm-hmm. What, are, what are things that are, folks are carrying around? Mm-hmm. You know, what can we as adults do to support those kids? Mm-hmm. Right? And that means you know, this is a contact sport. Mm-hmm. Education <laughs> is a contact sport, contact. right? <laughs> Leading an organization with 300, it is a contact sport. <laughs> you have to make hard decisions. You have to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have yeah. to engage with it. You, you know, you're going to get a little messy, and that's, that's all part of it. Yeah. Love it, love it. Um, and speaking of contact sports, not only do you stay in contact with students, you also stay in contact with the with the public too. Mm-hmm. You, I know you travel a lot. Um, I I know you've been to many different countries. And you give speeches and um, you organize a lot of events. So so what? How does that work? And when do you usually travel? And why do you um, mm-hmm. travel and do all those things? Well, that, that gets, you know, so part of my job, again, is the head of school or, it, again, thinking more, if you kind of think about it, that, that business term of the CEO, right? <laughs> part of what you have to do is to make sure that the school is well-resourced, right? And so how does mission and how do mission and market align, right? So my work out externally is to help making sure we're in alignment, right? Mm-hmm. To make sure that we're sharing our story, 
mm-hmm. that people are given an opportunity to engage with that. And it's for uh, people do that in different ways, right? It's sending your children. Mm-hmm. It's supporting us as a volunteer. It's supporting us as a donor. All those things are make it all work here, right? Mm-hmm. And so I need to be available mm-hmm. uh, to just in the same way that I like to be available to students. I like to be accessible to alumni and parents. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Um, I want to answer questions. I want to engage in hard questions with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make sure that I'm helping them to understand our mission and our values, our values and how those are being lived out here. Mm-hmm. So when I travel, I mean, I, and I do try to, yes, when, I, I try to do so in a way that minimizes time off campus. I mean, there are times it just got to be off campus. So I was gone last week for a few days. We we're out in California, made many visits out in California. That's just a hard trip because, you you know, you lose a day and day and a half coming and going, right? Mm-hmm. But made some visits. And the, what were those vi- It was all about engagement, engaging those parents and those alums directly in the life of our mission, hopefully so that they will be better equipped as ambassadors for the school and as advocates and hopefully as, as donors. Mm-hmm. And we, the school, depends on non-for, you know, support. We are non-for-profit. We, we depend on philanthropic support, you know. And over mm-hmm. the last few years, we've averaged about total giving of about $20 million dollars a year mm, that yeah. that impacts every single student every single employee and that's a part of my job is to make sure that those resources are in place over mm-hmm. spring break i'll um, i'm going to take about t- 10 days and and fly over and i'll be able to go first since the first time since covid i'll be able to go to asia i'm excited for that i'm going to yeah. go to hong kong and seoul mm-hmm. and, and we'll have some we're going to have three events um in those cities and i'm really excited for that and be able to frankly get in front of our parents and say (laughs) thank you thank you for trusting us and sharing your children definitely and um and that will be important and i'm really looking forward to doing that and i'll I'll hopefully meet some new new folks in our community (laughs) definitely very excited for that too and i mean speaking of of you know, doing, being, working in school and working outside of school, seems like you have a very, very busy schedule. So how much time do you spend on your work um, throughout the year or, or, or just on a single day, you know? Well, um, <laughs> you know, I think, nonstop? well, when you, when you love what you do, mm-hmm. you know, right, this is a, there, there are a lot of, cool. there are a lot yeah. of uh, posters, right? Definitely. You know, when, you, when, you, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Exactly. Okay. So. <laughs> Not not my quote, um, obviously, <laughs> but but it's one I think a yeah. lot about, right? Because Definitely. I do love what I do, exactly. Right? And right. I'm and I'm and I'm thinking about my work constantly, and it's usually on the it's usually on the people side. That's that's the stuff that's always hard, you know, whether that's a student mm-hmm. issue or that's an employee issue or an alumni issue, right? Where you're where you're 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 thinking about those human dynamics and the impact of of decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And not necessarily my decisions, they could be their decisions, right? But how just knowing the kids and how and, and, and knowing the community, how those decisions impact them is, is something I think a lot about. But it, but you don't stop, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I do try to take breaks. I unplug and I'll, I'll do that over the summer. I'll do that. Um, certainly there are long weekends that I will try to get away and take some time. I try to do that over winter break. But Again, I love this work. I love this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like putting myself all into it. I, yeah. I, I do. I do typically work long days. I, I, I get up very early, and that's when I write. And that's when I make sure my um, email box is not overwhelmed <laughs> and uh, take care of things that just need to be that really 
take that kind of concentrated time just to move it off my plate. Yeah. And then during the kind of daylight hours, I try to be really accessible. And so I'll have, that's where I'm doing a lot of one-on-one meetings or team meetings or meeting, visiting with students or out and about on campus yeah. uh, because that's, that's, you know, time when we can come together and work together. Mm, yeah. I love it. So, um, you, you say, you mentioned you get up early about what time do you get up? the mornings um, early <laughs> yeah i tip i, I mean I tip, yeah no I, I, I typically get up around somewhere between four and five four just, and five yeah wow. just depends depends on the day but i i mean i i, I wake up on my own without a, an alarm clock I'm just ready to go when do you go to bed then uh like last night i think i mean most nights between 10 10 30 wow so so around like six six, six and, and a half seven hours seven yeah hours. typically yeah wow that's that seems like a very very busy schedule for you. Pack well, it's all but again, people but, work at different schedules. You know, people yeah, work yeah. and and you know, I, um, you know, my wife Linda is you know she's we joke because she's uh, she needs more sleep than I do. You know, there are a lot of people who need, and there are people who need less sleep than mm-hmm. I do. You know, I mean, it, it it's just how I and I'm sure part of my day works that way because I need I have times when kind of my energy rhythm is such I need to be engaging with people and go and kind of moving mm-hmm. and. There are other times I'm sure that that I would not be very efficient at that time doing other tasks, right? I mean, I'm just they're just things I've kind of learned about how I can be most efficient in the work. Definitely, definitely, I love it, and I think that's sort of a great, uh, great sort of jump board to talk a little bit about our community and talk about um, your views on North Mount Herman. So the first question for you is: In your eyes, how important is it to have a good school community? Well, I think it's, you know, you've heard me say community probably 20 times today, right? <laughs> I mean, I think it's uh, critically important to have a good community. Mm-hmm. And I think that starts with good reflection on our mission mm-hmm. and our values of inclusivity, learning for life and service, being aligned in our mission and our values, mm-hmm. holding one another accountable. Mm-hmm. That's how you have good community, mm-hmm. right? Um, you, you need to communicate, <laughs> Communicate, yeah. And we need to do that among adults and uh, certainly between adults and students and among and among students and, and how we choose to communicate and hopefully in positive, constructive, thoughtful ways. Doesn't mean we always have to agree. That would be boring. It's not that we should always agree, but we should certainly agree to how we're going to engage. Yeah. But this is one of the great gifts of this school is living in community. Exactly. So, you know, how do I think about it? I mean, I think it's just fundamental. I mean, that's that's why hopefully so many folks want to be a part of this place where they can learn and discover to be their best selves within this community, this community aligned around values. But that's that's where you and other students can help. How do we hold one another accountable? When we're not our best selves, how do we help one another to be our best selves? Definitely. Right? And that's that's about students and adults. Like we're all in this together. We are we live in community. Yeah. And speaking of we're on in this together, I totally feel you and I think it's I mean for me, I think it's on my shoulder too to do my part and help make this community a better place for everyone that's living here. And I think for every single person that should be the case too, but there are definitely challenges, I think, mm-hmm. you and I would definitely agree. And especially with last year or the year before, there always had been some incidents that seemed to separate our community a little bit. Like, obviously, with COVID, it was difficult because there were all the restrictions, there was the frustration. And last year with what happened with Yik Yak and, and all this situation. So there are some challenges out there. And how do you 
um, what is your sort of vision for us overcoming those challenges and what can we do as individuals, as students, as teachers to overcome these challenges and, and build, like you said, a tight community where we hold each other accountable? Well, you know, I mean, I think um, one of the things I'm really fortunate is I have mentioned earlier, I'm the youngest of four, have, have a big family, a lot of cousins. And, mm. you know, there's something about my family that um, I, I, I love, love all my family members, but I don't always like them every single day. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that, and, and, and of course I'm being a little cute, but it's, <laughs> it's the, the point every day is not all roses and sunshine and unicorns and, you know, butterflies. all those <laughs> butterflies, rainbows, da, 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 <laughs> right. Um, that's not, that's not the world. That's not the life experience we have. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have adversity? Yes, we are. The question is, how do we deal with that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you brought up last year and some of the, um, the challenges around social media. Yeah. And, um, and, all that. and right. And, you know, it's, um, that's, you know, I, th- I don't think anyone would say we're at that moment, we were being our best selves mm-hmm. and that we were really living our values. Now, I want to be careful because mm-hmm. the vast majority of people were. Yeah. Definitely. Right? Yeah. You, you're, you're really just talking about a few people who were make, you know, making different kinds of choices. Yeah. That happens, right? We're, we're yeah. human beings, and human beings mm-hmm. make mistakes all the Definitely. time. Mm-hmm. I make mistakes all the time. How do you respond to those mistakes? How do you learn from those mistakes? How do you grow through those? And sometimes, you know, sometimes they have really significant consequences. Most often they don't, um, especially if you kind of own them and reflect on them and learn from them. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's you know, we come back to. That's the family. Right. When we when we are aligned in our mission and our values and we are grounded in those and an abiding sense of love of others. And how do I want to be treated? Mm-hmm. You know, if we think about it that way. Just mm-hmm. think about all the good decisions we would make. Yeah. Treat and others like the, how you want to that, be treated. Right, which, you know, as you, you may recall, I you know, spoke about that in one yeah. of our uh, chapel services uh, or, or one of our community gatherings in the chapel, rather. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so that's, and, 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 and again, most of us, most of the time, are doing that. And really, yeah. and, and, I, and I love that about, I mean, we are a genuinely caring community. Definitely. We genuinely seek to build other people up. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we build people up every day. <laughs> and no, doesn't yeah. mean that sometimes we don't say something that you say and then you immediately want to take back. Have you ever done that? You know, like you say something and you're like, of course, oh, wait, of man, I want, how can I get that back in my mouth? You know, <laughs> and, right. you know, and, and I, and I wish that that never happened. And I wish that you say, well, I learned the lesson and I'm never going to do that again. It just doesn't work that way. Right. But how mm-hmm. do we learn? And so if we are in community, mm-hmm. in a community that is focused on and aligned in our mission and in our values, that we're thinking about how we want to be treated. Mm-hmm. We're, would, I would use the word love. You know, how are we loving one another? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty awesome thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a gift. Mm-hmm. And that's a gift. You know, it's, that, is, that is special. And that is not to be taken for granted. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, shared accountability comes in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's personal. It's your school. Yeah. How do you want it, how do you want it to be known? How do you want kids to be known here? 
right? And and I think we have some really important questions. I know you're going to get to them. I mean, we have some important questions, right? You know, <laughs> this is a little ironic, yeah. right, on a podcast. <laughs> but, you know, what is the role of, of technology on campus? Yeah. We know. We know there's it's irrefutable evidence, mm-hmm. right, of the destructive nature of social media mm-hmm. on adolescents in particular. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree right? with you. We, we know the insidious nature of everybody having, you know, the, the, wor- the world at their pockets, fingertips, yeah. you know, in their pockets, right, or in yeah. their hands, yeah. you know. Um, we know the impact if everyone has uh, earbuds in and I can't engage you and you don't hear me greet you. Exactly. You know, we know what it's like to be sitting around at a table at dinner and we're not supposed to have our technology out and we're all sitting there and we're showing. Well, how does that change the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. We know this. We can get at this. We care. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a really cool thing. I mean, I'm really excited for our students engaging in that reflection. Mm-hmm. And, but it will be hard, right? Because these things have become so much part of who we are. Definitely. Right? So how do, but how do we do that? And I don't want to make it just about technology, right? But, but technology can be it's a challenge, a big, big right? Because it becomes a barrier to that human connection. Mm-hmm. And it is the human connection that, 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 that is, it's like, the, it is the jet fuel. Yeah. Right, there, that great study uh, that was just you know, released about happiness—it's about connection to other human beings. Yeah, and yes, there are people who connect through the phone. I would really, or through a, a social media application, but I, I would really ask, how meaningful is that connection? We're, you know, we're chasing the shining object instead of <laughs> yeah. um, instead of just being present and where we are and saying, "Look at this community I'm surrounded by. I'm sitting here looking for a community online. Go to the." Go to that wonderful musical that we had and yeah. sell it where I saw you on Saturday night. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and you standing up cheering your friends and being present <laughs> and engaged yeah. and supportive and loving to one another as people put themselves out there and were vulnerable as being. And I've never been in a musical, but I can imagine, you know, mm-hmm. it does take a really high degree of not only confidence, work, but yeah. vulnerability and hard work. Absolutely. Definitely. And it's so great. So, I mean, I love that. Our students are there, you know, and they're, they're going from there to the basketball game to the, right? That's just NMH. Not every that. school is like that. So, like, we have this, like, superpower ability. Mm-hmm. But not everyone is. Really we just don't, we don't access it every day. You know, that, yeah. that's it, you know. And, I, and, and, and again, we're human beings. We're going to make mistakes, okay? So let's just be clear about that. Yeah, and and one other point that I want to add on to that um, is not only does technology separate us. I think another barrier that separates people is is this idea of social groups and friend groups, and mm. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty evident in our school. Would you say that? Um, like, I, th- I feel like there are a lot of groups on campus, and um, many groups. Not saying like people once they once people are in the groups, they're just being you no know, completely separate separated from others in the community but um people become more exclusive and and i think that that was one issue that that is one issue that i sort of noticed is a lot of people just choose to stay with their groups and settle for their groups instead of you know keep expanding their horizons keep meeting people and keep building the the big community of our entire school and i think that's one struggle that we had with for example i remember the basketball game i was watching the basketball game I was trying to get people hype, but then no one is 
no one's willing to cheer anymore because the people are like looking around afraid of judgment and all that and yeah well, that's, I, I think that's, that's that's part of the human experience and that's definitely you know, that, part of the human experience and i think yeah. what what do you think are ways that we can overcome it and and, and build a good and commute tight-knit community that we're present with each other well really thoughtful thoughtful question and 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 reflection that you're offering i Mm -hmm. i um you know again i think people want to do these things it's Mm -hmm. and and we are open and accepting and vulnerable in all sorts of ways Mm -hmm. we're also age appropriate (laughs) you know so this is not (laughs) right people worried about how what other people are going to think and how their reactions are going to be judged is that that's not that is not a new phenomenon at a high school right of we'd course. be very atypical if, if if we didn't have that and yeah. and and it's not atypical to kind of find groups and kind of be within those groups yeah yeah you know it's interesting in in the year of uh, of you know 2021 which was kind of the, the year when we were bubbled right mm-hmm. um we really increased dorm based activities and it was interesting to me because one of our students who is also um, a notable basketball player, um, he, he, this student happened to be a basketball player, mm-hmm. said, said to me, gosh, this has been so amazing this year because I've really gotten to meet so many different people in my dorm who I never knew. And, and I thought about that, and that was such an honest reflection and really meaningful mm-hmm. because I think it's, it's so quick you just you can't help it you just kind of fall into this is the group i have a lot of classes with this group of people i'm gonna hang out with them or i'm, I'm from the same city or the same country or this i'm on the same team or yeah i'm in the same uh, co-curricular what whatever the it is mm-hmm. they're all and they're meaningful they're meaningful mm-hmm. and they're meaningful connections and we do and then actually i think that's something i would say at nmh we do a good job is actually people move among different groups right mm-hmm. um and uh there's still, there is still a tendency to fall back. And, you know, if there's a question about that, look around the dining hall. And, you know, and I, again, I, I could, could we as adults try to solve that? I, I presume we could, but mm-hmm. let me ask, the, like, what do the students want to do about that? And, and, you know, are, 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 you know, are, are we good with the fact that, you know, ninth graders only sit in a certain area? Are we good with the fact that, you know, certain people occupy certain spaces? Yeah. Or not, and if we're not, you know, like, <laughs> change it, change it, and I think we can do that, and I'm excited to do that, and I, I think that's good, meaningful work, right? And and I think I think there are some things we can do, and we can start to look at around you know, different having different. When we've done some, maybe we need to do more community meals. You know, we've done we've done some events in the chapel where we sit in different ways in different groups i think that's important i think we need to continue to look for those different ways to to help to empower and kind of cultivate some different connections right and i think we could do that together i'll be really curious what ideas people have around that but Mm -hmm. uh, because again we have this amazing community we we support one another in all sorts of ways we move among groups in all sorts of ways mm-hmm. but there are just certain places where that just doesn't get reflected the other thing that you're bringing up and i think it's a really good one i actually think people again i'd give i think i would i i think i would give us pretty high marks on school spirit i mean you go to go mm-hmm. if, if school spirit is measured by turning out to support your friends and community mm-hmm. we're pretty darn high okay it, the, all right what totally what what good. we're not 
comfortable doing is, hey, let's stand up and do a uh, do a very specific cheer at a certain time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and maybe that is also something we just need to learn. I mean, I, I, I don't know <laughs> that people actually kind of know, like, you know, when the other team is of trying to score, you know, get in a defense chant, you know, yeah. how do you do that, right? And, you know, where does that make, and maybe that's how we can employ the mascot in a different way, you know, where Definitely. the, ho- the hoggers are out, <laughs> you know, the hoggers are out and they're getting people pumped up, you know, but I mean, I think in terms of school spirits measured by coming out and not, and I really want to be clear, not just for athletic events, for so many of the things on this yeah, campus. Yeah, the dance, dance yeah, shows, yeah. I mean, musical shows are showing up for all It's, it's really it's, it's impressive, amazing. you yeah. know, and it's something that makes our school special. And I think that's something that attracts people, you know, and, the, and these things do become perpetuating, right? If like, that's the expectation, then that becomes the norm, right? So if the norm is we go to the games, but we don't really cheer, that becomes the norm. How do you, so how do you disrupt that? How do you go from, yeah. How do you, because we're there. That's the hard work, getting there, right? Yeah. Going to the dining halls, the hard work, you know, where you sit is actually kind of like mix it up. Exactly. And, and we do have many kids who do. We yeah. just have other. It just, it just, and I get it. You know, I often sit with the same people too. I'm, look again, it's human nature. We're, it we're guilty nature. of that. We end up kind of sitting in the same group, kind of in the same place. And you know, I probably sit, sit with the same fifteen or twenty people throughout the course of a month. Uh, yeah. Just kind of the way it works. I eat at the same time. The table has same tables open. You know, it's just the way the way we're it works, right? So I'm not. I'm not. There's not judgment in that. Yeah, it's, it's just simply to say, hmm, how how can how can we do even more so this really reflects our values as a community and our mm-hmm. desire to really get to know different people? Yeah. It's a question we're thinking about. Definitely, and and that's like you said many times. That's one really special thing about being in in a boarding school and being in a school like NMH where we can really get such a great community and great people around us. And the more important thing is how do we like appreciate each other and how do we get pushed beyond our own comfort zones um, in our own circles to sort of step outside to, to get to know people on the other side and um, people with slightly differences and try to understand them. And I think that's that's one big thing that I see with athletics. And I, I don't know what, what your view on athletics is, but I think what athletics really di- do is like sort of group um, athletes into groups in some sense, you know what I'm saying? Um, and and what is your view on athletics and uh, and how do you think as athletes we can um, push push beyond our comfort zones? Well, I, I think so. There are, you know, a couple of things I'm hearing there. I mean, one is your question about my view on athletics, which I'll happily answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, second is you know you're just talking about it's it's really about being on a team, right? Yeah, and of so. Course. It, and it, I'm not saying it's bad to sit with the team. Like, sure. I, I obviously, during a season, yeah, like, every single meal I sit with the soccer team. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's – there's people judging me for that because, like, that's part of it. But I'm oh, I judge about, like, you. I really – No, it's – you know, it's – look, it's um, it's important to have that relationship and that camaraderie on a team. Of course. And it's natural – that you're walking down to go to practice together and then you're walking back from practice together and you make it to the dining hall. That's natural, right? So I'm like, I don't want to get too exercised about that, okay? Mm-hmm. It, 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 it is important, though, that we think about this community that we have roughly 650 kids from 50 different countries, from more than 30 different states, from 
so many different backgrounds. It's like we have this great opportunity. And we, and we see that lived out in our classes and our other activities and the residence halls. It's absolutely worth thinking about how does that, how does that extend even further, including into the dining hall, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, my view towards athletics. I had this conversation today or, uh, with, with, with some coaches, actually. Mm-hmm. I believe deeply in the role of athletics in a school like Northfield Mount Hermon. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was active in my high school days, right? I was a very mediocre athlete. I had great coaching. I had good training. I became a competitive athlete. I ended up actually being recruited to, to play in college, which I ultimately didn't do, but that was a big part of my college process. And what sport? Uh, for wrestling. Oh, interesting. And um, it's an important part, I think, mm-hmm. uh, for many students' experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I actually think all students benefit from having athletic participation. And I mean, that's right. We have a requirement, right? Mm-hmm. It is important to participate in a sport. Mm-hmm. Physical fitness is important, mm-hmm. right? I mean, one of the things you talk about energy and being able to give yourself is like, I really work hard to sleep, <laughs> to eat well, right? Yeah. And have exercise. I mean, these are, these are like, this is not a mystery, right? Mm-hmm. And these are habits that one can form when they're in high school. Mm-hmm. It's, it's important. So, so athletics, physical education, physical fitness, these are important elements, and I think we give a lot of pathways for that here. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we do have, we have a history of having some very competitive sports, and we will continue to honor that. And mm-hmm. what we have to do is figure out the balance, right? Because number one, students, you know, and I get it, I understand, you know, you mentioned soccer, you know, I'm sure there are kids here, they come here because they, they have a relationship with somebody on the soccer team or with one of the coaches, or they like the fact that we have won the championship, New England championship seven times, and they want to be a part of that. I, I understand that, of course, that's, again, human nature, right? And it needs to be very, we need to be very clear, like, you're getting all of Northfield Mount Hermon, and Northfield Mount Hermon needs all of you. Right. So even if you, your, the sport is your hook that's kind of getting you here, we need to be very clear. We have expectations for your commitment as a citizen, mm-hmm. as a scholar, mm-hmm. right? and, and, and as an athlete. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be a member of the community. You don't mm-hmm. get a carve out. Right. Yeah. Um, you don't get to say, well, I'm, you know, I'm a world class squash player, so therefore I don't have to do all these things. Right. Yeah. Um, that's not NMH. Mm-hmm. There are schools like that. Again, they have sports academies, um, and they they have they have schools that do allow such extreme specialization that that's okay. That's not NMH, so that's just where we need to be aligned, right? And so we're committed to resourcing our athletic program in totality, and certainly being really clear that certain sports. Um, our, our sports where kids are coming in and they're recruited and they're often going on to play at a different level. And that's an important part of who we are. And, and we just have to make sure that they that these things can be held together. And what is your why behind um, why, why athletes and why people shouldn't should still be deeply involved in the community and still be, you know, like a scholar, like involved with, um, um, su- with student organizations and all that. Not saying, uh, not saying that uh, a lot of us aren't. Like, for example, if you look at the soccer team, a lot of us are RLs or, or student leaders, but why do you still think, wh- what, what is your why behind um, the importance of still getting involved despite being a world-class athlete? In, well, in my why is NMH. 
Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, it's we are a community. Mm-hmm. We are stronger in the collective. We are stronger because of you, and you are stronger because of us. Yeah. If that's not what you want, then that's okay, but then it may not be the right place. I need you to bring your full self to class. I need you to be a good neighbor to me in the residence hall. I need you to help me when I fall, right? And that's, that's the gift of this place. So the why, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why <laughs> wouldn't you want that here, right? And, and, and again, you know, you say world class. We're, we're not actually, you know, <laughs> mo- most of our, our athletes are not going to go and compete at the pro level. Yeah. Right? And they can compete in college. Some may play in international league sports or minor league. That, I mean, that kid does happen, and that you know it has happened. I'm sure that will happen again. But the vast majority are are not going to go on playing beyond high school. Some will play in college. That's great. We want to support that, right? And I want them to be ready to go if that's their if that's their aspiration. But we need to do that in a way that makes sure that we are holding. How can I do that? How can I pursue that? And also be the citizen scholar that is required of me in Northfield Mount Hermon. Mm-hmm. And and you know, look, people are you kids, y'all are smart. You get it. You get it when when we're not when we're holding people at different standards. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't feel good. Right? I mean, if I'm a special superstar again, squash player and I'm I'm not participating in what I need to do in dorm life and I'm not participating in work job and I'm not going to all my classes and you know that, how does that feel? Imbalance. Imbalance. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel very inclusive. No, definitely not. Right. If, and so again, I want to be, I want to be really clear. The vast majority of our kids and our families and our adults here are absolutely aligned on this point. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right? I'm totally with and you. That's, that. but, but, but we have to hold to that. And we have to be accountable to that. And it's so easy. And you were talking about sports, but let's be clear. There are other passions and pursuits that people can have. Yeah. That, that can all of a sudden things can get out of balance. Yeah, say theater or say, what, say whatever, whatever yeah, it is. Whatever I mean, right? I mean, I'm making, I mean, we obviously, squash is a sport. We don't have a world-class squash player here that I know of. So I may, you know. Yeah, be, we don't but, even right? have so, but, <laughs> let, but let, you know, but call it a, uh, uh, you know, I am the, uh, I'm a world-class um, organ player. I mean, right? I mean, there are, yeah, right? I mean, I could play every weekend. I could, I could leave campus every weekend. I could to the exclusion of being a full community member, I could go and be playing the organ all the time. Mm-hmm. That, right? True. Right. How, but at the end of the day, that's wonderful. We just need to, we need to hold it in balance because that is Northfield Mount Hermon, right? We are looking for that balance in our lives. Love it. So. Absolutely love how you, how you put it that way. And Let's, I, I think that that really co- covers uh, our school's mission and what we really want to do here. And I really want to hear, uh, with, with this um, sort of time left, I really want to hear about your vision of the future. What do you vi- envision NMH for the future? And how do you expect us to sort of recover from, because we're still sort of co- recovering from COVID and the consequences it has caused? And, and, um, and what are some 
prospects and exciting parts that people can look forward to for, for the future of NMH? Well, thank you for asking that. Um, <laughs> I, well, 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 one, I want to be clear, and I say this with humility, but I think it's important to understand we, we stand among the very best schools in the world. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so whether, you know, I mean, I think, I think the, the rankings are <laughs> kind of hard to sort out, but, you know, we're securely, you know, in that top tier of schools. Yeah. There's a lot of really good things. And guess what? We didn't invent that. You and I just, we just kind of came in here and look, we, look what we're getting to be a part of. Yeah, and, right. and it changes every year. Like, right, and know, we've we've been we've, we've been accepted into the community. You as a student, me as the head of school, but we didn't invent this. Like we, right? We are the recipients, right? So yeah. we we do need to be very sensitive of those who came before us. There's a wonderful quote I, I share often. You know, if we see further, it's because we stand on the shoulders of giants. Sir, Sir Isaac Newton, right? It's a wonderful yeah. quote, right? And love that quote. Yeah. You know, remembering right other people. <laughs> have helped to shape this and to bring us where we are. So we, we have to be good stewards of that. Mm-hmm. I, I am incredibly proud of the progress we made as an institution in the, just the last few years. Right? Now, we didn't just survive COVID. We were thriving. We were one of the few schools that was open throughout the year. One of the few schools was able to serve students around the world, even when they couldn't be here. Mm-hmm. It was not perfect. We all know anybody, you know, anybody living through that experience will all look back and say it was not perfect. Definitely. But mm-hmm. but yet we were, you know, it gets back to your, we it's community. Six, it was yeah. community. Like we held together. We showed up for each other in that, in that moment. Mm-hmm. We've had record admission seasons back to back to back. Yeah. We've had, I mentioned earlier, we've had some phenomenal fundraising success, right? We've been able to make, we've been able to invest just in the last few years, tens of millions of dollars in campus improvements. Mm -hmm. From Gilder Center to some of our athletic improvements to just improvements. Think about Blake. Think about what's happening in the dorms. Think about things that have happened in alumni. I mean, this place has been transformed in just a few years. Mm -hmm. And what I'm most proud of, we've increased financial aid by 25% in the last three and a half years. Mm-hmm. That's a lot That's of kids amazing. who are able yeah. to be here now who were not, would not be able to be here if not for that. Yeah. We've been able to make investments in our faculty and our staff through increases to retirement, to increases in compensation, and to improvements in the faculty housing, taking care of our people. As we look to the next few years, we're mapping out. We will have a large, it's a public, it's called a, a campaign, right? A big fundraising initiative. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a commitment, additional commitments to financial aid. Mm-hmm. Today, we announced a new teaching chair, master teaching chair, the Margaret J. Seek Endowed Teaching Chair in Environmental Studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Hefner has been appointed to that chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a reflection of a great educator, a great teacher, someone who is so, so, um, uh, so well known in her field mm-hmm. that leans into <clears throat> our school's strength in environmental studies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a it's a really a wonderful gift, right? So we'll have more of those kinds of investments. We're going to continue to invest in taking care of this place mm-hmm. as well, right? We'll continue to make some improvements. We're going to open up a new residence hall next fall uh, where Norton House is. I mean, that's exciting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, things are happening. Mm-hmm. 
This is not a static place. As we look ahead, we're going to continue to make those invest in people, in our place, and then finally is our program, right? What are the things that we can do that really does differentiate us? We know that our college model academic program allows for deep learning. We know that our capstone program allows for experiential learning in ways that are different. We know that our commitment to humanities is different than a lot of other schools to teach critical thinking, creative thinking, right? Really grounded in that broad-based education. And we understand the rigorous nature of that, Mm -hmm. right? We, we understand our commitment to planet and to places. We think about environmental studies. We think about last year we had this million-dollar gift to the farm to make some investments in the farm, right? The farm is such an important part of who we are as an institution. Mm-hmm. We think about the, our connection to the Connecticut River Valley and the Connecticut River Definitely. and linking that up. I mean, so, 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 again, you think about deep learning. You think about planet and place. And then the final piece, I would say, is... Mm-hmm is our, our, our commitment uh, to making sure that um, as, as we're really shining the light on citizenship and service mm-hmm. and thinking yeah. about, okay, if we benefit from all these things, what is our responsibility to make a difference here and then in the communities where we're going to go out and serve? That gets back to the why, right? I believe education is a difference maker. It mm-hmm. is what... It is what allows us to move forward as a society, as a world. We make a difference in the world individually and collectively. There's enormous power, right? We are the problem solvers, right? We are making sure that our students have the tools to go out there Mm -hmm. to serve Mm -hmm. and to lead in ways that make this world better. And that's why I'm doing it. And and I would venture to say that's why many, if not the majority of the adults on this campus are so invested in it. And I think that's why your families are sending you here. So you can go out and, and, and help us solve these problems that are really existential for, for human beings. Definitely. And, and NMH is gonna be a part of that. And and I get a small part being the head of school and it's great to do. Definitely. Um, like our soccer coach, Charlie Malcolm, always says, leave it be- better than you found it. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a mission in our soccer program. Mm-hmm. And I you can really see it influencing on the soccer team and also not only soccer team, but just our mission in general and in our school. And I can see how many students are sort of trying to make an impact in this world and learning. And, for example, seeing the climate um, climate change um, seminar yesterday, seeing how so mm-hmm. many you know, future leaders are gathering together and, and, and meeting and talking about ideas or, for example, going to model UN conference mm-hmm. and how so many people have great minds. And I think, yeah, that, that I, I really loved how we sort of started and we sort of came back to, to an end. But I sort of want to end this podcast with, with like some final questions for you specifically. Okay. So the first big question <laughs> is, uh, what is your definition of meaning of life? <laughs> the meaning of life the meaning of life it's all about love it's all about love what, what specifically about love love of others certainly love of self i don't think you can love others if you don't love yourself it's hard to i should say mm-hmm. you know how how am i living in relationship to other people mm-hmm. and you know i think i think it's it's uh you know, there's a, probably my favorite book was written by Viktor Frankl. It's called The Meaning, actually, Man's Search for Meaning. Mm-hmm. And uh, talks about meaning, meaning through love, meaning through su- suffering as a way to find meaning. But mm-hmm. I think to me it's, uh, it's about love and mm-hmm. about connection to other uh, human beings and connection to something bigger than yourself. 
Mm -hmm. Definitely. And the last question is, if there's one advice you can give to listeners, what would it be? Sort of like last advice. Well, um, you know, I, I, I think that's, uh, it's definitely not an easy question. No, I mean, I, I just, <laughs> my, where my brain is right now, it's not, not, a, not a hard question. I mean, I think that, you know, if I'm, if I'm advice to our students, I mean, I think I, I share it all the time. I mean, is, is to think about who's come before you, who's walking through that door with you and who's going to come after you. Yeah. And understanding this, this connection we have to others here before us, with us, and after us. And how do I want, how do I want to be seen in relationship to that? And what am I going to do mm-hmm. to, as Charlie said, you know, leave it better. You know, I grew up and said, leave the trail better than you found it. Yeah. And, you know, if we're all committed to leaving the trail better than we found it. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And that, that is what it is going to take. That is what it's going to take to solve these these challenges we face. That you that that certainly my generation faces, but yours absolutely is faced, and we'll have to solve. You know, how do we live, hold one another accountable as human beings? Right. Yeah. How, how do we res- how do we find ways to agree or not, but to do so with love and respect and kindness? Mm-hmm. How do we have find that that sense of of shared justice? Yeah. And, and I believe, you know, we give you some good tools to work through those questions here. And secondly, you know, this, this challenge of living in harmony, you mentioned the summit, you know, how do we live in harmony with this planet? Yeah. And so if we're all thinking about how we're going to leave the trail and can we leave it better than we found it. You know what? Both of the answers to both of those questions get solved. That's a pretty awesome thing. And I think year in and year out, we have roughly 650 students who are benefiting from that, who are giving to it, who are growing through it, and we're all getting better together. And I love that about Northfield Mount Hermon, and it is different. Not every school, not every school lives by that. Not everyone holds up their values and their mission the way that we do. Honestly, recognizing when we fall short, holding ourselves accountable, and moving forward. Moving forward. Love it. That's that's. I can't find a better way to end, All right. end this show with that. Um, once again, thank you so thank much you. for coming Thanks today. For it's, it's such an honor again. And do, do you do you do you know how long we've been here? I mean, I'm uh, probably gonna guess about an hour. Yeah, it's there it's. You go. It was longer than we expected, right? Okay, well, you can do two parts. You can do part one, part two. It sounded smooth, though. And did you have a good time here today? I did. It's great. It's great. All good. Thank you. Thank you so much for for being here. And for listeners, thank you all so much for listening. I'll see you next episode. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you.